0: Hello, welcome to the east coast blender podcast with your host kevin uh been gone for a while uh dealing with some stuff and dealing with the pandemic and all that that's been going on um but today i figured that we would go over something that i'm pretty interested in and that is mma specifically the ufc and kind of do a best of the last year um for people who don't know Uh, the UFC is a mixed martial arts organization and they were pretty much the only sport that continued to function during the beginning of the pandemic and then basically did an event every week from the end of June until last weekend um so here today I have my brother Brian with us again he's going to talk about some of these fights with us and uh We'll get his take on some of the best of of the last year. How you doing, Brian? Good, how are you? Good. Um so basically uh over the last year we watched some pretty awesome stuff happen in the UFC. Um personal story on my side is I got to attend my first event um working, so I was able to sit nice and close to that cage and watch all the fights. And uh, I didn't have to do a whole lot, which was really nice. Um, That was at the event in Raleigh. I got to see uh, Junior Dos Santos get murked by uh, Curtis Blades uh, and a couple other really good fights, but that one was definitely the highlight of the night for me. Uh, Michael Chiesa won his fight on that event as well. Um, But other than that, you know, that was my uh, big event that I got to do this year at work that they called me up and they're like, you want to work this? And I said, yeah. And they go, well, the date is, and I'm like, yeah, 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 just put me on it. I already know the date. And uh, So it was cool to see. Definitely, uh, it's different than watching it on TV, that's for sure, because I went back and watched the event after, and just being there is just a completely different story compared to watching it on TV or on you know anything like that, being there with that atmosphere and the crowd was uh, pretty wild but uh anyways, let's get started uh where do you wanna start what do you wanna what do you wanna talk about first?
1: Well i guess uh we we could go over highlights i mean just just highlight fights things that you liked in particular, things that I liked in particular um cuz this year was just loaded loaded with awesome cards loaded with awesome fights um uh, which is super surprising considering everything that was going on um i mean to me i know with me uh the stepe dc 3 fight was gigantic for me um loved absolutely loved that fight though <clears throat> I don't know man, I mean there's 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 so many. If I if I had to go over highlights of, of ones that I really liked, man, uh Steve A. D C uh Justin Tony, I can't believe that Tony took a beating like that. Uh, another one that sticks out to me a lot is uh what Olenick versus Derek Lewis.
0: Yeah.
1: Phenomenal. Awesome, man. To, to see Derek Lewis and uh go to a ground go to the ground with a guy like that. Yeah. I mean, he really showed. He really showed in that fight that he, you know, he's he chose to go to the ground. Uh, he's really showing that you know he's getting more comfortable in other aspects of the sport instead of just being a a brawler, a guy to a guy to knock you out. You know, yeah. Uh, I think a lot of people showed their true colors this year. I mean, Joanna uh, versus Zhang Weilei Weile Zhang, however you say her name, uh, that might be fight of the year.
0: Yeah, that's up there. I, uh, that's, that's in my list of potential fight of the year, uh, yeah. options. Um, I got a. I I agree with you on all those fights. Um, those were all, like, super gnarly. I think that that, the only downside to a lot of those fights were that they didn't have crowds. Um, like that. I
1: like it better, I like it better without the crowd. I,
0: I, I do, I really do. There's parts that I do as well, but there's parts that I also don't. Um, could you imagine how loud any arena would have been during Justin and Tony fighting? Oh yeah. That fight was out of control. Um That was that was one of my favorites for sure. Um I I have uh Davidson Figueredo versus Brandon Moreno for fight of the year. I uh, I don't agree with the outcome. I think Brandon Moreno beat Figueroa, um, or Figueredo, um, honestly, I sat and watched and scored it the other day, and I think that, I still think he would have won, regardless if Figueredo didn't have the penalty, um, because I scored it 10-9 Figueroa, or I scored it, uh, first round for Figueroa, uh, Figueredo, I'm sorry, Figueredo. Um, two, three, and four for Moreno, and then five for Figueredo as well. Um, and then the third round, he had the point deducted. So, he already won it anyways, in my eyes, and then he just secured it with that point deduction for the low blow. Um... You know, I
1: didn't go back, I didn't go back and re-watch that. Yeah. when I was watching it live, uh, I gave it to Figueredo. Yeah. I, I definitely saw the draw happening with the point deduction. But I feel like the point deduction made it a draw. I think, for once, I might actually agree with the referees. <laughs> or not the referee, the, the judges.
0: Yeah, no, I, I know what
1: Dutch you The judges did a really good job, man. If I recall, I remember giving it to Figueroa rounds one and two for sure. Yeah. I'd... Uh, I'd have to go back and watch, but I do remember watching that and, and thinking Figueroa was up ahead on one and two.
0: Yeah, that's very possible. <laughs> Um, one for sure, um, I fell asleep watching the initial broadcast of it because I'm a bum and work early and still try to stay up and watch the events on the nights that I work the next day, um, but I, I just watched it the other day and I don't know, I might have to watch it again, but that, regardless, that fight was out of control and probably one of the best.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'd, I'd have to say uh another one, which at the end of the year, man, there was really a, a bunch of good ones at the end of the year, but one that didn't happen at the end of the year, which I thought was just an absolute battle, kind of a one-sided fight, was fucking Glover Teixeira versus Anthony Smith.
0: Yeah, that was a, that was a
1: bummer. Teixeira showed that <laughs> an old guy still has the ability to beat the crap out of the younger guys.
0: Uh Man, Glover's been in the game a long time, man. Yeah.
1: He's fought basically everybody, and the fact that he's taken the – I mean, dude, he took probably the worst uppercut ever from Anthony Johnson. Then several uppercuts from uh, uh Alexander Gustafsson. And uh, you know the guys take. He's been in battles, man. He's been in wars, and the fact that after all the damage that he's taken, all the beatings, you know, all the hits that he's taken, man, he's still able to compete with the top guys and and take someone out like Anthony Smith. Which uh, that that might be one of like one of my most impressed fights of the year.
0: Yeah, that's Where true.
1: I really I really didn't see it happening, man. I thought Anthony Smith was going to just tear him apart, and it was the complete opposite.
0: Yeah, because Anthony Smith was on the tear there, uh, you know, other than losing to, to John Jones. and well, he uh, lost to
1: John Jones, and then he lost to, uh, what was that younger dude's name? Uh, Man, I can't remember. I'll look it up.
0: Yeah, I don't remember off the top of my head. But then he bounced, thankfully, because he's one of my favorites. I've been watching him for, you know, since way back in the day. I remember him getting knee-barred by somebody, I think at 185, like, Five, six, seven years ago in the UFC, and then he disappeared uh, for a while and came back. This um, was in
1: August. He lost that unanimous decision against Alexander Rakek.
0: Oh, okay, yeah, that's right.
1: Yeah, uh, but he—I mean, he got—he got his ass kicked that fight.
0: Yeah, yeah. I was like I said, I was just glad to see him bounce back. He had a beautiful triangle on a. Uh,
1: on Devin Clark.
0: Yeah, on Devin Clark. That was really cool yeah. to see.
1: Dude, um, super awesome to to get another win like that. I mean, then again, like, dude, he, he beat Alexander Gustafsson right after John Jones.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's he true. With our
1: rear naked choke. He beat Volkan Uzdemir. I mean, I know that's 2018, but, I mean, Anthony Smith was beating dangerous dudes.
0: Yeah, he was taking everyone out. I mean, you there were people kind of judgmental about him fighting uh, Shogun and Rashad Evans, but, I mean, if they're going to offer you the fight.
1: They offer you the fight, you knock them both out, (laughs) and then they give you Volkan Uzdemir, who you hit a rear naked choke on. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. And then
1: finish at the end of the third round. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Why not? Why not give Volkan Oezdemir was just knocking everybody out. Yeah. You know, I mean, but that brings me to another one, Jerry. Pro Chazka, I'm, I'm never going to be able to say his name until I hear Joe Rogan say it 12 times. Um, he uh, he knocked Uzdemir out not even a minute into the second round, and like a brutal knockout, man. So, I mean, as far as Anthony Smith goes, uh, dude, Anthony Smith fights the top guys. Volkan Uzdemir, he, yeah, he went on a, a skid he lost to dc anthony smith then dominic reyes but before that he was literally knocking everybody out before he fought dc and then is still knocking people out he he knocked it layer uh liar latifi yeah i'm always gonna butcher that one too yeah knocked him out cold man He, he looked like he was gonna be coming back up on the run and so be it so i mean anthony smith you can give him shit all you want but he he deserves to be where he's at i i still think that he's at least a top five guy in the Light, heavyweight. You have your bad days, you have your good days.
0: Yeah, no, I don't disagree with that at all. Um, see, so yeah, I'm gonna, we talk talking about fight of the night. Let's just, since we went on a tangent there, let's, uh, let's go over that, or at least say your picks. I'm gonna go with, uh, Davidson Figure 8 over Brandon Moreno. It was pretty much one of the last fights of the year, and I think it was the fight of the year that was, had me on the edge of my seat watching that, so.
1: So that your that's your pick? Yeah. Alright, let's see here. For fight of the year, I, I went with uh there was Justin versus Tony, which was fantastic. Yeah. Uh Figueroa versus Moreno, which uh was also fantastic. Let's see here, uh Walling J versus Joanna and uh that that those are my three picks for fight of the year. Okay. Um, I I don't know, man going back over Justin versus Tony. Fantastic fight. Uh but I think Fig versus Moreno outdoes does that? It pretty much comes between the tie between uh Figueiredo versus Moreno and Wale versus Joanna. And uh I'm, dude, I'm probably sticking more towards fucking Wale Zhang versus Joanna. Yeah, that's because, fair. Because uh I mean, dude, Of course, and and I'm – this isn't my opinion, but this is most – I'd say most people would agree that the guy fights are more exciting, man. Uh, The the men's fights are – there's more power behind it. There's more, you know, aggression usually. Um, They proved all that wrong. Yeah. They proved all that wrong because they went in there and they threw. They both threw. I mean that hematoma on – Joanna looked like an alien.
0: Yeah, she like looked like shit. she just
1: came from Mars and landed <laughs> into the Octagon and fought, dude. Like she, her forehead was so swollen up. I mean, that was that. But that's fight of the year for me, man. Because I mean, they proved that that women can they can throw down. Oh yeah, women, the the women. I of course the you're. I don't think they're ever going to get the same credit just because. uh we uh, are in a male-dominated Sometimes, but it seems like uh, they're still building up the women's talent pool. You know what I mean? Yeah, men have, men have been fighting forever, right? And it's more likely for a man to fight. So the the men's talent pool filled up quick, especially the first how many UFC events didn't even have women's fights,
0: right? Yeah, until so.
1: They, so they're training, and of course, there's other you know Invicta. There's other organizations that have women's fights but as far as the UFC's roster goes uh they're still building the talent pool and I, I feel like that fight showed that hey it's getting there and I look forward to seeing it I mean dude I find myself getting pumped up for a lot of these women's fights now I mean uh you're starting to see like the talent that comes in uh the Amanda Rebus uh Mackenzie Dern Uh, I, I don't want to say Megan Anderson, but I mean, Megan Anderson, man, they're starting to get names in the female divisions that people are looking forward to watching them fight. And now I'm finding myself watch people or watching these women's fights that no one really, like Hannah Cyphers. I love Hannah Cyphers. I'm going to watch her every time. I think she's fantastic. It sucks that she's on quite the losing skid right now, but she's exciting to watch and she has some like serious power. I I just really think I'll choose that for fight of the year because I I think it 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 might be the first time a women's fight was fight of the year.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. Most usually those fights are kind of like steamrolls, right? Like Amanda Nunes, Cyborg, Ronda, like they just murder everybody. So it's kind of good to not see that being a steamroll and being like a like a gnarly fight. Um,
1: it's like, a, I, what was what it? The strawweight division?
0: Yeah, I believe a, so.
1: Wei Chang's
0: Yeah, She's I believe a strawweight so. Champion,
1: right? Or is that? Oh, no,
0: they that's might be. Crazy. Yeah. Huh? They might be. Uh,
1: I think that's Valentina.
0: Yeah, you might. Sorry, excuse me. Yeah, you might be right. Um.
1: But th- I mean. And it's sad that I don't know that. I should know that. Um, no, that is uh, – strawweight is w- Wiley Zhang. Okay. But if you go through and you look at the names of the strawweight rankings, which I'm going through right now, uh, and I know I'm going off on a tangent, but I'll be done really quick. Beautiful. you got cool. You uh, got Wiley Zhang, Jens Andraj Rose Naman-Nunez, Yana Young-Jacek, uh, Tatiana Suarez, Nina Ansaroff, Claudia Gadella, Carlos Barza, Michelle Watterson – Dude, the first nine people in the top ten, I know who they are. I've watched them fight. It's like the lightweight division, but for women. Yeah. Where it's nothing but, like, powerhouse names. And I, it's cool to me that they finally, uh, you know, they're getting that talent. in, And it makes me hopeful for what's to come in the following years.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Um, let's move on. Let's go... Uh go the fun one uh for me would be submission of the year um it's a couple couple i have the top three that i really liked um i really liked uh chase hooper's comeback heel hook on peter uh barrett um because he was getting the brake speed off him real bad in that fight and then came back and heel hooked that guy um I mean, he was definitely going to lose a decision. He wasn't doing so hot, and he just... Yeah,
1: yeah, and I, I really I really like Chase Hooper.
0: Yeah, I do, too. Um, he's like 21 years old, so he's still got a pretty long career. Um, oh, for sure. My other one I really enjoyed was, um, I really liked, and you were with me when we watched this together, was when Habib triangled, uh Justin Gaethje... Um Yeah and that was awesome wild, setup. yeah, beautiful setup, like it looked like he was going to go for the arm and took the triangle, which, uh, was amazing to watch, and, um, unfortunate the ref didn't recognize the very blatant tapping that, uh, Gaethje yeah, did, but, seriously. <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, regardless, it's always, uh, but yeah, so, uh, that triangle setup was beautiful, um i know this kind of sounds fucked up but uh it's always kind of entertaining to watch somebody take a nap in a fight like that um
1: oh dude i i I look forward to watching someone's arm explode
0: yeah yeah well you almost saw it with tony and charles Oliveira.
1: yeah and i was hoping it happened i'm sick I'm, i'm there's something wrong with my brain man i want to watch that happen
0: yeah, it's uh it's it's pretty gnarly, man. It's amazing what you can do to a, a human body and it not break and then what you can do and break it. Um and then my third one, and I, I I'm probably gonna go with this one because it was the coolest one in my opinion, was uh Ariani Lipsky knee barring yep, Luana yep. Carolina.
1: Mm-hmm. Laura Carolina, yep. yeah.
0: Uh, doing that, she had her in a calf slicer, which, uh, again, Charles Oliveira had a similar one where he actually submitted the guy, and she sat back for this calf slicer from the back with the leg folded up, and I was like, I'm like, oh, holy shit, she's getting a calf slicer, and then Lipski starts pulling on the knee, and I'm like, I'm like, man, no way she's bar. gonna get that, and then she just rips that knee bar and hyper extended that knee, and she was screaming, like, that knee was so hyper extended. she looked like a flamingo. And Oh
1: yeah. Yeah, that, that was gnarly.
0: That was one of the coolest things I've ever seen when it comes to a submission. Maybe the only other thing that I think looks cooler is a twister. And I remember when Leonard Garcia got that hit on him by the Korean zombie and then uh Bryce Mitchell hit it on somebody mm-hmm. last year. Yep. Um so that's that's my pick for submission of the year is Levski's knee bar over Carolina. Um what what do you have?
1: Uh, mine is between, uh, the same, uh, Ariana Lipsky versus Carolina. Um, I thought that was fantastic. You just explained it, so I'm not going to go through it again, but awesome submission. I think it, it was super out of nowhere, and, uh, I loved it. I thought it was great. My second one, and it would be, uh, crap, uh, Davidson Figueredo versus, uh, Perez.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, Uh, that was gnarly. And
1: and that's literally, and even though, yes, it's just a guillotine, it was the entire transition set up to getting into that guillotine. It was uh, how he dropped down and went for the leg.
0: Yeah, he He kind of did like a... uh, The way he
1: dropped and like rolled under him and got that leg and and set himself to get into that position to get that guillotine. He wrapped that guillotine around his neck so quick. Yeah. Almost like he was just trying to get up. Like, I don't care who you are, man. If someone slaps that on you like that, no one saw that coming. I didn't see that coming. You know, Perez definitely didn't see it coming. I thought that was one of the slickest, sneakiest guillotines. And the whole entire setup for the first 20 seconds before that, I I think that puts it up there with me. But I would go with Ariana Lipsky uh, over
0: Figueroa. Yeah, no, they, uh, that, so that, that transition, I believe he was doing like a scissor takedown, um, didn't quite get it, dropped down to the leg and went after the leg, and then, uh, Perez, like, spun out and came down to pass, and when he passed, Figueredo just snuck in there, like, kind of like did like a, like a, like a lateral, like, hip slot and just snuck right under and had that on there. Um, that one yeah, was actually fa- super cool. Fantastic. That, yeah, that, that setup was super cool. Um, I actually do something similar to that, but not as cool because I'm not doing it in MMA or transitioning off a leg to do it. Um, right. speaking of Perezzo, I remember he, he fought at the Raleigh event and he, he hit a, uh, a head and arm choke on Jordan Espinoza unchoked Choked him Unconscious, and that was yeah. super cool. Um, so that dude, that dude's a monster too, so that just to even be able to hit that on him was super impressive. Um, we'll move on to uh, Knockout of the Year. I have okay. a, a lot in here. If you want to start with yours, and then I'll do mine Ooh, when you're yeah. done.
1: Yeah, I got I got a good I got a good couple ones, and I will explain them.
0: I'll go um, for it.
1: Let's see. My first one would have to be uh for sure. Engano uh, versus Rosenstreich. Yeah. Uh, and and I will put this as a knockout of the year because of how ridiculous it was. Uh, <laughs> if you ever played Rock'em Sock'em Robots, which I know you have, and most people have. Yeah that's what it looked like his chin straight up in the air moving forward with just he just knew like I just need to land this punch and you're done yeah uh, he's
0: throwing dynamite at him
1: it was uh, it was disturbing to watch and that's why that goes in for knockout of the year for me fantastic yeah Um, another one of course these two are going to be on it Uh, you know uh, Sean O'Malley versus uh, Matt Wyman yeah Awesome the way that he faked with that uppercut. He like threw the uppercut like little like uh to, to catch him to get him to block it. Yeah. And when you put his hands on to go block it he came over the top and just cracked him. It was fantastic. Now I'm not saying Matt Wyman is a guy who's that, in his prime. That wasn't Matt
0: Wyman, that was uh Eddie
1: uh Eddie Eddie Wyman.
0: Eddie Wyman, yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. what I say, Matt?
0: Yeah, well Matt got knocked out too, and I'm actually gonna talk about that one, but go ahead and continue.
1: But anyways, yeah, so uh, Eddie Wyman, he got smoked. Yeah. Smoked. That was an awesome knockout. It looked great. And then that same night on that same card, uh, Cody versus Sun Tso, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Garbery. Dude, uh, right at the bell, perfect punch. Absolutely yeah. fantastic. And with there being no crowd and everything, and you can hear, you can hear the wind from his punch. Yeah. You can literally hear the momentum of the wind going through the air, cracking him in the mouth, and... He, he didn't know what to do. He didn't know where he was at. Just yeah. cooked.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. And then, but uh, of course, everyone's going to go with Buckley. That was a fantastic knockout. Yeah. Uh, Hakeem Buckley. I mean, that was
0: over I- Imba or I, I don't want to uh, butcher yeah. the hell out of it, but yeah, I, know, exactly. I, I don't
1: know. How, I don't even know how to pronounce his name, and I'm not going to butcher
0: it. Yeah, uh, just call him Impa.
1: So, yeah, fantastic. That was a great knockout. It looked great. Um, but honestly, I'm going to go with my knockout of the year. is probably going to be Kevin Holland versus Jacare. And this is, this is the reason why it's, <clears throat> it looked like a kid wrestling with his dad and then the kid disrespected his mom. It looked like Ke- Kevin Holland got off the couch, smacked him up and then got over him and beat him yeah so it looked like he did something wrong like he said the wrong thing and he was getting up off the couch to go beat him like just that simple because he was in such like a relaxed state he was in you know sitting there he wasn't even really a guard they were kind of separated a little bit yeah
0: he was an open And the way guard.
1: that he, he he opened his leg up further for the momentum to throw that punch it looked like someone getting up off the couch to punch a stone in the face and then he stood over him and fed him dinner dude yeah uh, he hand fed him several times and I've never seen someone get knocked out like that. Like, I know there's, like, off the back knockouts you get Nico Price. Uh, one with that up kick against James Vick. And then I forget who he fought where he knocked that dude out with the hammer fist from the bottom. Yeah,
0: he was, like, in that weird, uh, like, position and had the guy against the cage and was holding his head in place awesome. and just, yeah, that, that was, that's one of the coolest knockouts of all time, in my opinion.
1: I, I think this goes right up there with that. Um, Just how he transitioned. Dude, really, he won the fight after the punch he landed from his back.
0: Yeah, you could see... Jack I didn't know where he was
1: at. He got hit, dude. You could see him looking out into space. Yeah.
0: The one before...
1: He has no clue where he's at. Yeah. Uh,
0: Dad about to play a guitar, right?
1: Then he gets... What?
0: Dad about to play a guitar, right?
1: Yeah, right. 100%. (laughs) Um, He... uh, I, I think I, I'm going to go with that for knockout of the year. I think it's over Buckley. Uh, yeah, I think Buckley's right behind it, and then kind of like a tie ish for uh, Garbrandt and O'Malley.
0: Yeah, so, so I I'll go
1: my number one's Kevin Holland.
0: All right, that's fair. I, I'm I'm actually uh, I'd probably go with the same thing. I uh he, he had because Kevin Holland was on the ground with Jacare and I was like really worried about that, and. uh He hit the, uh, so anyways, uh, yeah, he, so Holland was on the ground, I was worried about that, and then he, he hit that like, like almost like backhand hammer fist, and you could see Jacare got rocked with it, and then when he like swung his leg, and he he was coming up and caught him with that punch, and then he's just standing over top of him and just like feeding him, and is like sitting with his legs in like the shape of a W, just getting his face beat in. Might have been one of the coolest things I've ever seen. When it comes to like, it just looked brutal. Like it was like it was nasty, and Jacare was oh, just for sure. it was wild. Um, I have Garbrandt and the out as well. Um, that was super cool. Um, Sugar Sean's fake uppercut overhand right was filthy. Um, I have Joaquin Buckley over Impa. Um, that was. When it comes to like a, a technical knockout, like the the technique involved, that was probably the coolest along the lines of like a traditional style knockout. Um, but uh, I still think that Holland's was like a lot more impressive over, and not to take away from Impa, but Holland's knockout was a lot more impressive on who he hit it on versus like who what Buckley hit on Impa. Um, I have two that you don't, and one is, um, I feel bad not knowing this guy's name, last name off the top of my head, but that, uh, Jordan guy who slammed, uh, Matt Wyman and knocked him out. yeah, yeah, that was brutal. Yeah, uh, was he, like, his nickname's, like, the Monkey King or something, um, but he, that was, that was one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Um, I always enjoy somebody get knocked out from a slam, and that might have been the gnarliest one.
1: Yeah, Uh, he, like, posted his forearm across his neck to hold his head into position, and when he slammed him, his head had, like, no bouncing room, so it was just, like, slammed to the canvas. Yeah. No, like, there was no, his head hit and bounced, his head had nowhere to bounce, because he put his forearm over his face and slammed him like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty just gnarly. it off
1: his head. It was that was super gnarly.
0: Yeah, I was uh, and and you watch you watch that guy set it up to um Jordan Levitt. Uh, you watch Jordan Levitt like put his arm right where it needs to be, and it, it blew my mind that Matt Wyman didn't bring his feet down, and just like right, he held on, failed. he held he on
1: the stay, like he was trying to pull guard almost
0: yeah, he just, he was, I'm like, what the hell is this guy doing, and then, all of a sudden, he just gets, like, rocked, and he, like, he, it was just wild to me, man, that, that was, like, it just made no sense to me, and, uh, and then, uh, the other one I have is, uh, and again, this one was like little well known, but it was it was cool. And again, I I pretty much picked this one because I got to watch it. But uh Gilbert Burns, his younger brother Herbert Burns, knocking out yeah, Nate Landwehr. Old, old Herbert. Yeah, Herbert hit a uh, like a a knee out of a clinch. Like they were separating out of a clinch, and he had a knee on Nate Landwehr and face plants this guy. And I don't know if you know who Nate Landwehr is, but I watch him, like, he fought on that card. They were the opening, opening fight on the Raleigh event. And it was probably, like, it was weird watching somebody get truly knocked out right in front of you. So that was, like, that's more of just, like, a personal reason why. Cause, like, he, dude, right. he went down and. When they when he came to, he stood up and acted like he was ready to fight like he didn't even realize that he got knocked unconscious like you watch him like bouncing around the cage like he's ready to go and you like watch his coaches tell him like they're like, yo bro, you were out and he like yeah. you just see the defeat on his face when it finally kicks in. I was like, holy shit like so that one was that one was super cool just to to see because Nate Landweird sat in like a basically in a darst choke. For I believe it was a Dar's choke, but he sat in a you know in a choke regardless for like a good amount of time and finally got free and he was getting ready to throw hands and Herbert Burns ended that real quick. Um, right. So yeah, I but for a, a knockout of the year, I definitely think Kevin Holland over Jacare. Yeah,
1: um, I I did. However, I did pick some personal. Uh, knockouts where I just personally liked watching that person get knocked out <laughs> um, and my number one was definitely uh Jan Blockowitz versus Dominic Reyes uh, I hate Dominic Reyes I, I don't hate him I, I dislike Dominic Reyes very much and I hate how he talks uh, I hate how he, he presents himself and I guess many people could say the same thing about Jan Blockowitz, but it, dude the legendary Polish power yeah, The punch he hit him with and the way that he chicken danced, phenomenal. I loved every second of it. Um, <laughs> definitely flies under a personal favorite of mine. Another one, which I don't think gets talked about a lot because you see him all the time now, and I'm pretty sure it was at a catch weight, but it was uh, Benil Dariush for Scott uh, Holtzman. Yeah. He hit him with that spinning back fist. Yeah, one of my one of my favorite of the year. I, I think I, I just really like Benil Dariush. I think he's an awesome dude. Uh, and you know, just just in twenty twenty, both his fights were not. Who did he fight? The first fight, uh, that close guy, uh,
0: Dakar close,
1: drakar close. Yeah, yeah, he knocked him out. Yeah, solid knockout. Uh, I think Benil Dariush is something we got to be uh, looking forward to here soon.
0: Yeah, he. Um I I believe I saw him first in jiu-jitsu. He, he's a really solid jiu-jitsu fighter. He fought Gary Tonin, like, forever ago. But, yeah, he's on a five-fight win streak right now. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he beat Dakar Close with a knockout, and then he also beat Scott Holtzman. I remember watching the Scott Holtzman one. That one was gnarly. Yeah,
1: um, that was super awesome.
0: Yeah, um, but I've been a big fan of his, man.
1: He's got a good... He's fought some of the top guys, man. I mean... Yeah, I'm on the right now. to Alexander Hernandez. I know that. That was probably like three years ago. Yeah, that was... Ago. Yeah,
0: 2018. March of 2018. But yeah, he's been in the UFC since... A lot longer than I thought. January 14th was his first fight against Charlie Brenneman, who isn't around anymore. But I remember that fight. <laughs> and the that, that main event for that was Rockhold against Costa, uh Philippo. Remember that dude? Oh, uh,
1: yeah, Phil F- Philipoo. Yeah, do, do you remember that? Uh Michael Bisping. Yeah. He's like Philipoo. Yeah.
0: Yeah, then yeah, he fought uh who's the other big names on here? Darren Crookshank when he still fought in the UFC. Yeah. Dude, he was I'm pretty sure he was from Ohio. I saw him at a grappling event before I moved. Um, which was pretty cool, and someone was, like, freaking out that Darren Crookshank was at the, the grappling event, which was pretty funny. Um, yeah, I thought uh, people who are relevant now, Michael Johnson, he won a split decision over him. Uh, he lost to Michael Chiesa. I'm not entirely shocked. Michael is a monster. Um, yeah. Knocked out James Vick. He lost to Edson Barboza, Alexander Hernandez, but his last five were Tiago Moises, uh, Moises, or however you say his name. Um, Drew Dober, he beat by an arm triangle, uh, rear naked choked Frank Camacho, and then knocked out the car close to Scott Holtzman in that order. So, he, yeah, he's a monster, man. He's no joke. Um. But Yeah, I really I do like him. I think he's awesome. Uh but I yeah, I've been watching him since as long as I can remember in the the UFC. Um Let's See here.
1: I I had a couple more just random ones if you want me to spot them. Yeah, yeah, go ahead, good. Anything else? Um my favorite old guy moment of 2020 is Andre Volaski has been undefeated in 2020. Uh <laughs> Oh, that's my my old guy moment. I I've always liked Andrevski. I mean we started watching well I started paying attention to the UFC it was probably like two thousand eight.
0: Yeah, I've been 2007, around two
1: thousand seven, two thousand eight and I've been following it ever since. But you know, Andre he's been around man, you know. Uh and he's an old guy, man, he really is. And the fact that he went up uh I think his last fight was Tanner Bozer. That was last month. I don't remember who he fought before that. But uh
0: Felipe Linz Yes. Back in May. Okay.
1: Yeah. 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 Yep. But there you go. Undefeated in 2020. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I'd have to say uh, the biggest karma against Stipe versus DC three. That was the best eye poke I've ever seen. Uh <laughs> DC deserved every bit of that for all the eye pokes he did to Stipe. and then he complained about it 20 times worse than Stipe did about the 20 times he got eye poked. Um, so and then no one ever brings that up about all his eye pokes. But so that was like. One of those karma of the year. Um, again, I already talked about Atlantic vs. Lewis, and I was, imp- that, you know, that was one of my most, like, biggest, most impressed fights of the year. Um, and then finally, where did I put that? I had it written down here somewhere. Oh, yes, robbery of the year. Max Holloway versus Alexander Volkanovsky.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, that's that's. Max I would agree won with that. that.
1: I, I do not agree with those judges whatsoever. Max Holloway totally won that, and for some reason they gave it to. And look, I understand if it was like a really close fight, but Holloway beat him the first three rounds, and I do give the fourth, fourth and fifth to Volkanovski because he adjusted. You know, he made the adjustments and and he came out on top in rounds four and five. Yeah, but rounds one through three, Max Holloway won all three rounds.
0: Yeah, no doubt. I agree with that. I remember
1: And then four and five were close. Yeah. Yes, I'd edge it and I'd give it the Voltsky, but uh definitely that was the biggest robbery of the year for me. Yeah,
0: Personally. I don't, I don't disagree with that. I um I would agree with that. I, I like all those. Those are all good good uh <laughs> good things that I agree with. Uh
1: especially old guy moments.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Roger He's one of my favorites. I just don't favorites. want to see him
1: fight anybody in the top ten.
0: No, he's just fun. He could just stay in, like, 11 through 20 yeah, just keep, and just fight everyone there. Yep, yep.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I don't want to see him get smoked. He says he wants to fight Jarzia Rosenstroke again because he didn't take him seriously. i like, I just don't want to see that.
0: Yeah, but it would also be awesome if he knocked the fucking shit out of him.
1: <laughs> well, everybody everybody knows. Now, then again, Francis Ngannou can knock out any human being.
0: Yeah, except um, Sipeh.
1: But we do know that, uh, in Rosen, Rosenstruk, he, uh, he, he just, he's not untouchable. Yeah. He doesn't have a golden chin.
0: Yeah. That's true. It's um, possible
1: to knock him out, you know. We'll see. Yeah. I just, I hope they don't do it.
0: Yeah, me too. I agree with that. Um, yeah. And then, uh, Let's move on to the last category here, and that'd be fighter of the year. Um, uh, so my choice is not necessarily based on quality of the wins along the lines of like the opponents, but like the busyness of it. And the man managed to win by every... Every type of outcome. And I'm going to go with Kevin Holland. Uh, he fought five times, and he won all five. Um, right. You know, he he knocked out Anthony Hernandez, um, who uh, it was just a beautiful knockout. He just rocked him, put him on the ground, and just beat the brakes off him while he turtled up. Um, he knocked out Joaquin Buckley. Um, again, another beautiful, you know, TKO. Um, he beat Darren, uh, Darren Stewart by decision and he, um, it says a sub, but I mean, to, I would, it was a verbal tap, but it was due to an injury. Um, he had a late minute replacement against, uh, some guy named Charlie Antaveros um, who came out and like rifled an axe kick at him and actually caught him with it like right right at the beginning of the match and Kevin Holland like tied up with him and he took him to the ground and the way they fell uh, Antaveros hurt his neck and apparently verbally tapped due to a neck injury um which I didn't even know about. And that was like just like two months ago. So I looked it up and uh, apparently he's okay. And it probably is a muscular injury. But apparently, Antaveros, when he fell, heard something pop in his neck. So he was concerned about a neck injury and verbally submitted. Um, so that was a bummer to see. But it was because it looked like it was going to be competitive up until that point. Um, but it actually kind of looked like Kevin Holland was going to drag him to the ground and beat the brakes off him. Um, and then obviously. His last win was against Jacare, Array, which we both agreed on for knockout of the year. Um, that's my choice. Um, I've heard other people say that some of the bigger name guys are fighter of the year, but a lot of them only had like one fight. Um, yeah. And it, that, I guess you could say that that was based more off of the, what their opponent, like who their opponent was. Like I've heard people say, um, style bender and beating uh uh what's his name uh, uh I Paulo Costa Paulo Costa thank you um yeah. that was a super impressive win but like one fight to me I don't really think he can say fighter of the year um I mean I guess everyone has their own opinions on what a fighter of the year would be but I think again he didn't have Insanely high quality opponents, and not and not to take away from any of them, Joaquin Buckley had a, a you know a possible knockout of the year. Jack Ray, Ray was the biggest name on his list, but I mean he he beat the brakes off all these guys, and he did it with a knockout, two TKOs, a decision, and a submission. Like you can't really take away from that. He looked fantastic. Like if you broke that down, he was fighting every like two and a half months, which is insane. Yeah, you know. Um, and and, and
1: what the the fighter of the year is going to be the guy who's fighting,
0: right? Yeah, you know, not the yeah. guy
1: who fights once. It's going to be the guy that fights multiple times,
0: right? And none of the I don't think there was anyone who defended the title more than once this year, except for Davidson Figueroa, and I mean he he would be right behind. Um, yes,
1: and you got to think Davidson Figueroa. Uh, sent Joseph Benavidez into space. Yeah, the first fight. <laughs> yes, there was a clash of heads, and I understand that. Really, like uh, people can make excuses all day and, and and say that that's not a big deal. Uh, it is a big deal. Sure. Uh, when your face smashes into somebody else's face, that's why you can't do it in football because it causes CTE. You know what I mean? Right. Like you can't you can't slam when you. When faces clash, dude, that's that's real damage, man. You're gonna be dizzy. You're gonna be screwed up. Yeah. Um, and Davison Figueredo was probably pretty messed up by it too, and he just fought through it better. Um, yeah. But Davidson Figueredo sent Benavidez into space with that punch, and then smoked him on the ground. Second fight, choked him unconscious. That was a he
0: dirty, dirty, like dead body. Choke. He looked like a dead body. He looked dead. Like it was. It was yeah, terrifying. He, like looking. the look
1: on his face. They were. The commentators were screaming, "He's out! He's out! Ref, he is out!" Like right. screaming because he was, yeah, he looked like he died, like he was dead. He was yeah. strangling a dead body. Um, then what? Then he chokes out Perez and then has a fight of the year contender with Brandon Moreno. I definitely think Figueredo could be up there for a fighter of the year too.
0: Yeah, I I I don't disagree. I think his his competition was a little more stiff. Um, see, he's up there as well. Um, but I just I like. I like Kevin Holland, man. I think he's gonna be a. I think he's gonna hold that title sooner than later. Um, For sure. I think, but he's he's at 185. You know, he's got Stylebender to worry about. Um,
1: well, if I can go ahead and throw my two cents here, yeah, I think who Stylebender has to worry about with or worry about, and it's also one of one of my fighters of the year is Jan Blachowicz. Yeah. Um, he knocked out Corey Anderson.
0: Yeah. Totally. Yeah, that one was gnarly. I remember that.
1: I mean, that was 2020, wasn't it? Yeah, that was like, that was in like January or February.
0: I, I believe.
1: Hold on.
0: Yeah, I'll look at it right now. I got my computer. Uh, right that's now.
1: what I'm doing. Yeah, that was February.
0: Okay, yeah.
1: So, look at that. Flatlines Corey Anderson. And he barely even has to touch you. He just has to skim past you. Yeah, and uh, you're unconscious or starting to go. I mean, he he, I mean, he railed Dominic Reyes. But, yeah, uh, I I he's one of those fighters a uh, personal fighter of the year for me. I don't know why I like him, man. I think he's a good guy. I, I listen to his interviews. I listen to him talk. I really like him. I think he's got the potential of being maybe definitely not fighter of the year uh, as far as statistics go. But my personal fighter of the year, I think he has. The opportunity to do so next year. Yeah, um, everyone's going to say uh, Hamza Kamaev.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! I look, forgot about look, that. Man, it's true. Uh,
1: there's nothing you can say about a guy who's only been punched twice in three fights. Yeah, um, well, doesn't like, doesn't what's kind of like what's his name? It doesn't matter the level of the competition. It doesn't matter what it is. If you only got punched twice in three fights. Look, man, it, it, I don't care who you are. It doesn't matter because even guys that aren't even going to be in there with someone, you know, that don't – even guys that shouldn't be in there with an opponent because that opponent outclasses them so much still land punches. Right. They still get shit done. He's only been hit twice, man, and I'll give him that. Uh, the first two were dominations, and uh, Gerald Mearshart looked terrified. When yeah, they fought. oh and yeah. I, I don't say that like as a as, I like Gerald Muirford. I do. Yeah. I don't. Know, I don't think he's some wimp, man. He's a, he's a good dude, a good fighter. Um, he looked scared. He like he knew he got in there and he was like, oh great shit. <laughs> so definitely, you know, especially for the way that he fought, Hamza Kamai fought what twice in like two weeks.
0: Yeah, I think he fought it was on like consecutive weeks or something like that. Yeah, let's see. I'm on here right now. Let me see. I would use Wikipedia for these because they're super easy. And right. You can find their shit real quick on here. Um. Yes, he fought ten days apart. He fought the 16th against ten John days. Phillips. He dar choked John Phillips, and then he fought Reese McKee uh, on the 26th of July. Right. So yes.
1: So, and then instead, well, well, we're going off Fighter of the Year, actually. Sorry. Um,
0: well, not necessarily Fighter so, of the Year, we we're just kind of talking about. Oh, yeah, we are. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, we're on Fighter yeah,
0: of the yeah, Year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm an idiot.
1: Uh, I, I think Kevin Holland, uh, Kamzat, Hamzat Kamaev, uh, my personal is Jan Blahovic, and uh, look, you, you just can't dispute. Uh, you can't dispute figure on man. Yeah, he 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 he's looked fucking impressive this year.
0: Yeah, he's a monster, dude. He, uh... he
1: he he's one of those guys. You know, Demetrius Johnson, who was the flyweight champion for God knows how long, forever. Um, he's always going to hold the best. probably one of the greatest of all time. Um, but if he's going to be replaced. Like, yeah, there was Henry Cejudo. If you enjoy listening to Henry Cejudo talk, you have issues with your brain. Um, I can't stand Henry Cejudo. Yeah,
0: he's a turd, dude.
1: Even though he is super, super talented, and I'll never take that away from him. No, he's Uh, he's a giant turd. He is cringy, man. He calls himself the king of cringe. He owns it, and it's true. Man, he's the cringiest guy around. Um, But if there is a guy to take the place as, like, the scary guy in the division, the guy you're worried about, I'd say it's Davidson Figueredo.
0: Yeah, no doubt. I don't disagree with that.
1: And then I'd have to go with uh, just the fighter who beats himself up more than anything in the in any year forever from now on is Greg Hardy. Um, <laughs> he's, uh, he's his own worst enemy, man, and I absolutely enjoy watching it happen.
0: Yeah, he he was he he was accused of domestic violence, correct yes, yeah, correct
1: which that's an accusation sure I sure don't, i don't I don't condone you know beating a spouse or your girlfriend or anything like that I mean, come on man, you know me, uh yeah. I don't think it's right. I think it's wrong. But I also know that there's two sides to every story. I don't know what the other side of the story is. I don't know his side. I don't know who's telling the truth. Right. So I'm not going to use that and call him some woman-beaten piece of shit. Uh, no, absolutely I not. Don't, I, I, don't, I don't know what's going on. I think he just, uh I mean, when he fought, I think it was the end of 2019, he fought that Ben Saucily guy. And then he used an inhaler, which was freaking hilarious. Yeah, it was uh, overturned. fantastic. Um he, I know this year he fought uh, that Jorgen De Castro guy, who I actually like. That guy, he's easily kind of just that chubby scrapper. I like that Jorgen De Castro dude. Yeah, uh, he won by unanimous, and it was not a, an exciting fight. And surprisingly, he made it through the five rounds. He fought Maurice Green, uh, I think, won by TKO.
0: He did. He and then beat he fought then he
1: bought Ty Burra man, and that Ty Burra man, he's another guy. I think he fought four times. In
0: 2020, didn't he? Three. Tybura? Three. He be, oh, uh, Tibera, yes. Yes, he was four, I believe. I think
1: he I fought four times, yeah. Uh, three decisions and then a TKO, which he fought Sergey Spivak, Maxim Grishin, who I have no clue who that is, Ben Rothwell, and Greg Hart. Yeah. Yeah, those so, are all, I mean. I mean he, you know, he's another guy who's coming up four wins in a row in 2020.
0: Yeah, him and Ben Rothwell, like, threw bombs all night, right?
1: Yes, yes. Yeah
0: yeah that was actually
1: so he just you know he didn't have as exciting of wins as far as well a win's a win for sure correct um but you know it's another guy whos he was up in the four wins in, in twenty twenty man he's got some of the most,
0: yeah you know the one um, the one person who fought in the uFC that I, I wanted to say that he was. I wish I could say that he was my, like, favorite fighter of the year because I, like, personally, I really enjoy watching this guy fight in general. Like, I wouldn't even say over the year, but, like, currently my favorite fighter in the UFC is Corey Sandhagen. Um, Really? Yeah, he's one of my favorites, dude. Like, the loss to, to, uh, Algerman Sterling sucked. Yeah. And again, this isn't fighter of the year. And this is happened. just one of my favorite fighters. Yeah, hey,
1: dude, you get it. You're not sweaty yet. You're not wet. You're not fucking exhausted. And a guy like Aljamain Sterling gets a hold of you. Yeah, you're screwed. Man. Yeah, I mean, and, you're not and, sweaty yet. Nothing, man. He got a hold of you.
0: In the same, in the same breath, too. Corey Sandhagen would have done the same thing to Aljamain Sterling if he was in that same position. Like he's that talented. I mean, he knocked out Marlon Moraes. Like that was wild.
1: That was gnarly, wasn't that with a spinning? Heel, uh uh spinning heel
0: kick. Yeah, some kind of spinning kick that he caught him with and put him down and then I think he finished him with some yeah, I forgot coming. about that one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he uh dude, he fought uh Hit him good. Yeah, and he he's just been good all around, man. He he has one loss in the UFC and he everything's been like TKO like in 2018, he knocked out uh Austin Arnett. I don't even know who the hell that is. No disrespect, um, I just don't know right. who it is. Um, uh, Yuri Alcantara, he knocked out. Um, he knocked out uh, Mario Batista. He knocked out John, or he won a decision over John Lineker, and he also had a decision over Rafael Sensau. So he's no no slouch, man. Like he's a he's a beast. Um, I believe. I don't know which fight he was in. Oh, it was that uh, Yuri Alcantara? He had him in this nasty armbar, and Corey Sandhagen ate the shit out of it, and then stood up and beat the brakes off of Alcantara. Like, and I was like, holy hell, that was the coolest thing I've ever seen. And I've been a fan ever since. Um, and, so yeah, he he, right now, he's one of my favorites, and I wanted to. Had he beat Al Jermaine, he probably. He could have been a pick for Fighter of the Year in my book, too. Um,
1: He'd also be a title contender.
0: Correct. I mean, you make an argument, he... That I would, he still is. Yeah, I would like to see him fight algermain Sterling again. I think that would be a gnarly fight, because, like, I I don't like doing, like, MMA math, but, like, Marlon Moraes put Algerman So he knocked him out so hard the motherfucker was dabbing.
1: He, he thought he died.
0: Yeah, he was, like, crying because he thought he killed him. Like... Marlon is no joke, right? So, I don't know, man. I would like Here's to see that the thing fight again. Too,
1: look at that. He threw a super powerful leg kick, and it just so happened that Algerman Sterling's face was right where his. Yeah, face was at.
0: he changed levels and got caught. No, I agree with you. I just. You know.
1: <laughs> but you're shooting like that. Well, one, because you shoot like that because you are a wrestler. Right. And, you know, you, you, you train jiu jitsu. But what's going to happen when you don't like what's going on on the feet?
0: Right. You're gonna when you go don't down, like you what's can try going to take on it down. in the
1: stand-up, you're going to try to take it down, man. The same thing, I mean, you see that time and time again. That's exactly what happened with Conor McGregor versus Nate Diaz the first time, man. He didn't like what was happening on the feet. He no, had the advantage in the first round as he started slowing down. He's like, holy fuck, I'm getting pieced up.
0: Yeah, I got to do something I got to do this. something. Yep.
1: And his something was to go to the ground with the guy who's... A jujitsu ace which was a terrible idea
0: yeah i mean yo he's gonna get pieced up on his feet by diaz anyways and then the worst thing he could have done was go to the ground like i think he stood a a puncher's chance on the feet he hit the ground he was in trouble you know
1: what i think it is 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 he was like if i'm gonna go out in a a specific way should i go out getting knocked out or should i go out getting tapped out right i think you make that decision in there (laughs) what's gonna look worse on my resume
0: right no, yeah, no, I don't disagree you, with you on that. You I think you're out pretty by, accurate. You're getting
1: clapped out by Diaz is going to look pretty bad.
0: Well, I wouldn't say it looks bad cuz Diaz is great on his feet. But yes, I I know what you're saying. The optics of
1: being knocked <laughs> you, out You first. know what I mean. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. If you get submitted by Diaz, everybody gets submitted by, you know, Nate Diaz. I mean, well, not really, man. He he Nate Diaz has clapped some people out. Who would he clap out uh <coughs> Bless A- me. Everyone? Um, <laughs> he he clapped out uh, Gray Maynard. Yeah. I mean... Did, he
0: beat the did, shit did out did of Cowboy. Cow- huh? He beat the shit out of Cowboy on the feet. The only reason Cowboy he beat didn't... beat the
1: shit out of Cowboy and beat the shit out of Anthony Pettis.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's true.
1: He, he smoked Anthony Pettis. Man.
0: Yeah, I think the only time... And Anthony
1: Pettis just came out recently saying how, oh, I was drinking and smoking a bunch of weed and I was all depressed and coming out with all these excuses. It's like, <sighs> that could be true. Yeah, and I can't hate on but the guy it's also in case Diaz. that is true, <laughs> but at the same time, like you're you're kind of making excuses for yourself.
0: Yeah, no doubt.
1: But it is what it is. Yeah. Um, now, I wanted to ask you, what's the fight you're looking forward to most next year?
0: Like something that's scheduled, or something that I would like to see? Awards. Well, Hazmat Chimaev was supposed to fight uh, Leon Edwards and he pulled Leon out Edwards, yesterday. Right. Um, yeah, I saw I was, that. I was looking forward to that. Um, but right now, I would think it'd be cool if uh, George Mastival came in and beat the brakes off Leon Edwards in the cage instead of behind the scenes. Now, don't get me wrong, I thought that was probably one of the greatest things I've ever seen. Because if you're going to go right. up and try to punk somebody who's not a, a bitch, like, you're going to get fucking lit up like a Christmas tree. You know what I mean? Like, for sure. And that's exactly what happened. Like, Leon Edwards was just trying to make noise, and he was trying to make noise in the wrong way with the wrong person.
1: Yeah, You, you got to know who you're talking to.
0: Right. I mean, like,. It,
1: you're talking to my guy all wrong, it's the wrong tone. Yeah. <laughs> Straight up, uh, what's his name? Christopher, Christopher Walken. Walken. Walken style, dude.
0: Yeah, yeah that was a, that Start was a big to my mistake. my I think that George Mouseball would beat the shit out of Leon Edwards, so I'm cool to watch that happen. Um, yeah. I... Dude, I'll be honest with you, I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of, uh, I don't know. I'm not a big fan of Kamaru Usman and his lack of finishing people. I think he's an amazing wrestler, and I like him for that. But, like, when's the last time he finished somebody? Did he beat Covington? Did they give him a TKO on Covington?
1: He did. He TKO'd him at the end of the fifth. But it was a mercy stopping.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, that's true. It wasn't like he... But, look,
1: Mark Goddard. Mark Goddard is one of the fucking gold standards, man.
0: Right. Yeah, I'm not taking away. Mark
1: Goddard looking at someone and goes, hey, this guy's cooked. He's
0: cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I would like to see Max Holloway get a sec- uh, third shot at the belt, I guess. Um, second shot at getting it back since he was robbed. Um, right. Uh, I think that... Uh, Brandon, well, if you want to
1: go into Max Holloway, what do you think? He's fighting Calvin Cater. What oh, do you think happens? That's
0: right. He's going to beat Calvin Cater's ass, I think. I think that it's going to be a good fight, but I think he's going to win it. I think that he he's one of, like, the hardest-working dudes. I remember when he looked like he was having a stroke. Remember when they were interviewing him and his face was, like, falling off? Yeah, Michael off Bisping and
1: he was, called him out.
0: Yeah. yeah, he looked like he had a stroke, dude. Like, so that was weird. Um Now, granted, he's still... Yeah,
1: but then when he came back and that fight ha- actually happened to him versus Ortega, he smoked Ortega.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, he was literally telling Ortega to put his hands up. That being said, um... Did Ortega fight the Korean zombie this year, or did that not happen? That happened.
1: I don't know. Look, if it happened, it was so underwhelming. I don't remember it.
0: Right, because a lot of that stuff stands out. But I'm pretty sure they were no Ortega beat him, I believe. Yeah, remember Ortega beat the shit out of him. Remember he? Yeah, that wasn't
1: that wasn't even that long ago.
0: Yeah, it was like maybe September.
1: It was October
0: 18th. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, the weekend before you came down here.
1: But, you got to think, if me and you just had to look that up to even see if they fought each other, that's how underwhelming that fight was. Well,
0: but I I wouldn't even necessarily say that. Think about how many fights... Like like I said at the top of the show, right? There's been a, a, a fight every weekend since, like, the middle of June, right? So...
1: Yeah, but, dude, we're still remembering... You know, I still remember uh, John Lee versus yoni Young J Jack. Yeah, you know what I mean. I'm yeah. still remembering those fights. I still remember uh, Andrei Avlasky fighting. I, I still, you know what I mean. Like there's there's fights that weren't super crazy that I still remember.
0: Yeah, you know? I'm I'm trying to think of why it's so underwhelming though. Like because that was do you remember he was beating the shit out of the Koreans zombie. like everyone was like what the hell's going on like. Chan Sun Jung wasn't doing shit. Like, he was just getting ran over. It was real weird, man. And, you know, I I don't know. It's weird. Um. But I would like to see him fight again. I would like to see him. I, I mean, shit, if they're not going to give Max Holloway a shot at the title, they should. But if they didn't, I'd like to see him fight Alexander Volkanovsky. Um, yeah. That would be a good fight. Um, we'll see. Um, and then I would like to see, I don't want to see Conor McGregor. I'm pretty over him. Um, I've been over
1: that guy for a while.
0: Well, yeah, I have too. I I just, I don't, I like, I could care less about what he's doing. I could care less if he ever fought in the UFC again. I, I used to really like him. I'm just, I know... I know what people have to do to get fights in the UFC or really anything, and it's talk and be loud and be an asshole. And I, to me, I, I like to let the the fighting speak for itself. And right. honestly, like like the whole Jake Paul thing, like that dude can go fucking he can just go fucking trip into the fucking lake. Like I I don't like him, and I hate that he's trying Jake to make Paul noise. the thing
1: with talking shit, man. You got you got someone like Jake Paul who knocked Nate Robinson out, and it was hilarious. Yeah, it
0: was great. That was Hilarious awesome. how that... It, it was yeah. super awesome. He's that talented. Guy ate,
1: that guy ate the canvas so awesomely. It looked He looked great. like an inchworm. Um, But but at the end of the day, and yes, if you have the power to knock somebody out, and he threw that punch of technique, man. He was doing that right off of him coming in. Yeah, no so doubt. So Nate Robinson was coming in, and he was throwing that right hook, stepping back. And there was technique behind it. So the guy's got technique uh to an extent of what he's training
0: yeah you can
1: tell he trained that punch for that guy for him to come in like that um so he and he can understand that he he has the knowledge he can learn and he can train and he's 23 years old so he's probably retaining the knowledge and he's able he's in shape to be able to do so and keep a level head and stick to a game plan sure yes i agree but you're trying to fight people who have been doing this forever Yeah, Yeah, you got a puncher's chance. So you can talk all the shit you want. Look, if you ask me, Ben Askren versus... That's what they're saying is Ben Askren versus Jake Paul.
0: I could care less about that. Jake
1: Paul smokes Ben Askren. Yeah. Sorry. Ben doesn't have hands. No matter what. You want to wrestle? Maybe I'm going to give it to Ben Askren. But, like, as far as, like, these super fights, these fights of, like, everybody talking shit, yeah, Connor. Dude, Connor, up until the Jose Aldo fight, I was a fan.
0: Yeah, I mean, I was a fan after that. I, he's he Pretty got worse, up, man. Up
1: until he, dude. It, well, it's because on his, on his come up, man. He he had a different demeanor. When he arrived, his whole demeanor changed.
0: Yeah, no doubt. The
1: shit, like how he was how he was talking shit and like preparing for the fight with Khabib. Dude, that, watching that press conference made me sick.
0: Oh, yeah. I, yeah I, I,
1: it, it was it was pathetic, man. It was a guy who you can tell uh, is going through a lot. It's a guy who probably has a lot of problems, to be honest with you. Um, and he was doing what he thought would sell a fight. And it, it sure did sell because he, Conor has a big name behind it. But, man, Conor was dust, Dustin, I don't really care about it.
0: Yeah, I don't either.
1: The, the only reason I do care about it is because I like Dustin.
0: Yeah, I, I, that's how I feel Dustin about Poirier it. I'm not
1: a Dustin Poirier fan, but I, I I do enjoy watching Dustin fight.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of uh, what's it called? I'm a huge fan of Dustin Poirier. Like I remember watching him fight Max Holloway when Max Holloway was brand new, and he and I remember watching him.
1: He armbarred him.
0: Yeah, Arm-mounted he like he arm mounted arm. triangles yeah. and an armbar on it, and. Uh-huh. Yeah, like, I was, and I remember, I'm like, man, this dude's dope, and, like, I watched him ever since then, and, uh, yeah, I don't know, man, I, uh, I think that he, so, I don't know, I'm, I'm cool with Dustin, I, I like him a lot, I thought that he showed a lot of class when he fought Habib, and Habib was, like, nothing but, like, an adult towards him, and like, it just shows, like, how big of a dickhead Conor McGregor is, like, he he says what he, what's on his mind, and he, he you know, he, I, he, obviously, he's gonna step in there and fight, right, like, it's not like he's gonna talk shit and then, like, avoid fighting somebody, like, he's gonna fight people, right. he's very talented, I don't take that away from him at all, like, he's a really, 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 really talented fighter, I just oh, hate it, sure. I hate the shit-talking, and, like, eventually, the shit-talking gets, like, goes too far, right, like, when you're, like, dogging on somebody's religion, like, dude, me and you, obviously, we're not the most religious people, but, like, I'm not going to dog, necessarily dog on somebody for their religion. Like, if you right. truly tell me that you believe that Jonah was swallowed by a whale, I might laugh in your face, but, like, not to, like, hurt your feelings. I guess it just sounds funny when you tell me that somebody was swallowed by a whale, right? Well, I'd
1: be like, I, I mean, at that point, you know, you're ripping on some guy's religion. Dude, I'm around a lot of Christian people, right? Yeah. I'm not going to say nothing because, personally, that is their personal belief that helps them be better people in real life.
0: Right, correct.
1: So good for you. Good for you. You have this religion, this this moral code, or so you believe, or whatever you think it says, and it helps you. Yep. I don't think you should attack that. I don't think you should attack people's family unless you had a personal grudge against that guy's family. Uh,
0: Even then, but you shouldn't even be airing that in public.
1: Conor was talking shit on, you know, Poirier and all these other guys. He's like, oh, you got a glass jaw. Well, guess what? Because he's seen it. He's seen all this shit. He's seen every time Connor's fought someone, he's had footage on them. Those people have already lost fights. He has something that he can pick at and make them insecure about. But you go to fight Habib, Yeah. Dude, the guy never lost a fucking round. What are you right. going to say that's going to get in his head? Right. Nothing you can say is going to get in his head, so you. No, and he'll probably you. Country, you attack his religion, you attack his family, you attack all this stuff, and that's taken it too far. Yeah. Um, I would like to see, personally, uh, either Justin versus Michael Chandler.
0: Yeah, that'd be a good fight. Or Dan
1: Hooker versus Michael Chandler.
0: I think they're trying to set up Dan versus Michael Chandler, which is would be a good fight because I like Dan Hooker as well.
1: I love Dan Hooker.
0: Yeah, he's great.
1: Hilarious dude.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I do. Super enjoy dangerous a lot of him. as
1: well.
0: Yeah, him and Paul. And think, him and Paul Michael Felder's Chandler, fight was Michael sweet. Michael
1: Chandler's—he's a, a beast, man.
0: Yeah. I agree. I but, uh, and then
1: I like his—I like his I like his, uh, his mentality. Where he says, "I'm not here for a long time. I'm here for a good time." Because he spent his whole career in Bellator, man.
0: Right. Yeah, so he's just trying to. So now
1: he's like, he's at the tail end of his career. He's ready for the fights, the big fights, and they're willing to throw him in with it. That's awesome.
0: Yeah, I'm cool with that. I'm cool with him going in there, making his money and putting on a show. Right? Like,
1: hell yeah.
0: And and I enjoy it because he's not as much of a turd. Like you got Conor McGregor out there walking around, swinging his arm, looking like a butthole, like with the fucking smoke going, and they know that's yeah, their money right. maker, right? Like, but it, it, I just, I can't stand watching watching that all the time, like, it's just exhausting, and he, you know, uh, I don't know, man, I, I'm i done talking about that guy, because I, I can't stand him, you yeah. can ask anyone so, that knows So I'll, I can't I'll change stand it up talking quick. about him.
1: You want to, here's what I'm looking forward to, uh, John Blahovich versus Adesanya, very yeah. much so, looking towards that fight.
0: Yeah, it'd be a good fight.
1: Um, I think they, uh, depending, I think Dustin Poirier versus Justin, uh, KT two would be dope.
0: Yeah, that would be a good fight.
1: I would really like to see that. Um, I would really like to see, Ngannou versus Jones. Yeah. And I feel like the I I feel like of course, uh, Stipe versus Ngannou two has to happen first. Uh, I don't want to see that fight because uh, I'll I'm gonna have a heart attack through the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, Win or lose for Stipe just because. I want to see, see Stipe do good because he's the hometown hero. Yeah, um, I want to see him do good, but anyone fighting Francis, that's it could be a short night. Right. So I don't want to see it, but at the same time, I want to see it. What I really want to see is John Jones versus Ghana Because honestly, I think you do John Jones versus Stipe, uh I think Stipe wins.
0: Yeah, me too. I agree with that.
1: I think I think Stipe wins. Uh, I don't know if a lot of people want to admit it. Because like, John Jones moving up the heavyweight, now that's a that's a big thing. Um yes, you might have more power, but you're not gonna be as agile. You're not gonna be as mobile. Yeah. I don't care what you say, when you tack on forty pounds, you're not nearly as agile as you were forty pounds lighter.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um,
1: you're, I mean, unless you're fucking Curtis Blades, you got Curtis Blades who's close to the freaking limit, dude. And that guy moves like a freaking welterweight. Yeah. Uh, Curtis Blades is a—he's a freak athlete. He was like how Brock Lesnar was, how quick Brock Lesnar was when he was on the roids. Yeah. Um, but I—I I also personally think that uh, John Jones, I—I I think he was using PEDs for sure, and uh, I don't want to say that. Without having, like, clear evidence. I mean, of course, there's evidence of, like, trace amounts and everything. Right. But, like, uh. <sighs> um. <sighs> look at his last couple fights, man. So, he got in with all that shit. He fought OSP. Which OSP is no joke. But he looked bad against OSP.
0: Yeah, he didn't look then great he fought,
1: Then he fought DC. Beat DC. Uh, I think DC already lost that fight mentally before it even started. Um, so he just needed to get a little bit frustrated, and that'd be a win. Um, then he fought Alexander Gustafsson for a second time, which I love Gustafsson, but he's kind of he's been on the decline a little bit. Um, right,
0: yeah, he's not doing so well. And,
1: and he's also questioning himself, and you know, because I mean, when he lost to Tiffany Smith, dude, he was like, it's over. Right. Um, Like, so he's already had doubts in himself. Then, who'd he fight after Gustafsson? He fought, uh... What's his name? Santos. Uh,
0: Yeah.
1: Tiago Santos. Tiago
0: Santos, yeah.
1: Who arguably won that fight with one leg. Yeah. Um, and then... Well, he fought Anthony Smith. He beat Anthony Smith. Uh, then he fought Dos Santos. Uh or Dos Santos, Tiago Santos, arguably loses that that fight. Then he fights Dominic Reyes, arguably loses that fight also. And now he's going up to heavyweight? I don't know. I don't know, man. I I think uh, he's getting older now and he doesn't have extra help, the Mexican supplements. Right. I don't think he's going to do as good at heavyweight as he thinks he's going to do, at least if he fights the top five. I think he, I think he's a top five heavyweight, maybe. Yeah. But if you put him in there with the Curtis Blades, you put him in there with a, uh, you know, a Stipe, a Francis, any of those guys, I just don't think he, uh, I don't think he stands up to it, man. I don't know. That's my personal... Bl- I could be totally wrong and he could smoke everybody, for sure. Right. Um, but I, I personally, that's my personal opinion.
0: Right. Yeah, they yeah, I don't I yeah, I don't think he's gonna do hot at heavyweight. I don't think he'll be a champ at heavyweight. I think that he, he should stay at light heavy and just keep dominating it. Um although I do think that Dominic Gray has beat him at light heavyweight. Um but yeah, yeah, there is obviously the speculation that, you know, he he pissed hot. For PEDs, I think it was clomiphene or whatever. Um, but again, like you know, Rogan's really big on talking about that and saying that like they make these supplements and these big vats and that's and, what happens Yeah. Uh-huh. So that's how they get Call these. I, like Joe
1: Rogan is going to be persuaded for sure, and I love Joe Rogan, I do. But he's going to listen to the guys who talk about that shit. And if Jeff Novinsky, uh, for people who don't know who Jeff Nowinski is, he is uh, the USADA guy, the United States Anti-Doping Agency. That's what it is, right?
0: Yeah, I believe so. Uh,
1: he's he's like the head of it, isn't he?
0: Yeah, I think he runs the pro... Or maybe not the head of USADA, but he's the head of the, the UFC part of USADA, I believe.
1: Correct. So, you got that. Um, if Jeff Nowinski tells me something... I'm gonna listen to him, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Well who says Jeff Nowinski isn't like, hey, you know, there's they're mixing him in these ads, Joe, and he's giving all that you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, no, I don't disagree Which, with that. It's...
1: I I guess you no, know, other people have popped for tainted supplements though. So it's a very it's a very real thing. I know I know people have popped for tainted supplements. Yeah. Not just John Jones.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: But I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I'm looking forward to, uh, to to seeing how that plays out for him.
0: Yeah, me too. Uh, we'll I see what don't, happens. I don't, think he's
1: got, I don't think he's got a place in light heavyweight no more. I think.
0: Uh, I think he's getting past.
1: I think. I think Jan Bleu, if It's a problem for him. I think Thiago Santos is a problem for him. We know Dominic Reyes is. Um,
0: yeah.
1: I think his time ran up there.
0: Yeah, more than likely. Which you cannot I mean,
1: you cannot dispute he dominated that division for ten years.
0: Yeah. Um Yeah, he ran it. There was no one no one yeah. could even keep up with him there. I mean it was everyone was just getting absolutely annihilated.
1: For sure. I mean so hold on, let's see here. Get on the computer real quick. Ugh. Camel on. Brandon Vera, Vladimir Medeshenko, Ryan Bader, Shogun, Rampage, Leota Machida, Rashad Evans, Vitor Belfort, Chael and Alexander Gustafson, Glover Teixeira, Daniel Cormier, Alvin Saint Pru, Daniel Cormier again, Alexander Gustafsson, Anthony Smith, Tiago Santos, Dominic Reyes. That's his win streak.
0: Yeah, it's pretty gnarly.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and especially like Shogun in 2011. Shogun in 2011 wasn't Shogun right now, where he's super watched up. Right. Ryan Bader became the double champ in Bellator and is still a badass in Bellator. Uh, as far as Rampage, eh, questionable. Yeah. But then you got Leota Machida, who in 2011, Leota Machida was still a badass.
0: Yeah, he was murking everybody.
1: Yeah. I mean, look, man. And if he didn't win by TKO against Chael Sonnen, he would have lost that fight because of his toe. Yeah. Remember his toe? snapped. yeah. Yeah, it was
0: like falling off his foot.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So the fact that he won that fight right when he did was uh, kind of a good thing.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: So, we'll see, man. I don't know. I think there's there's a lot of good opportunities. Yeah. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing them.
0: Yeah me too for, we'll, for we'll, everybody, we'll see what man. happens I mean I
1: think I think Megan Anderson Gets smoked by Amanda Nunes Yeah I don't no think there's anything You could tell me different About that
0: Yeah I don't think anyone's Beating her anytime soon
1: uh, I, I think I think it's possible I just don't think It's Megan Anderson Yeah What did Megan Anderson do Win one fight And got the title shot
0: Yeah I believe so I think she lost, or she lost or two before that. And
1: then She got She won her return fight And then got a title shot
0: Yeah, I believe that. Let me see. Huh? I said, I believe that. I, uh, let me see. She is... Yeah, she... She lost her first fight against Holly Holm. She beat Kat Zingano, lost to Felicia Spencer. And then she beat Zara Farron Dos Santos, and then. Noma Dumont Viana, who I, I don't even know who that is, but that was February oh, yeah. of this year, so she hasn't fought in a while.
1: So, if you got to choose, you think a uh, female fighter? Who do you think the next upcoming female fighter is?
0: Um. Well, I would have put my money on Jillian Jillian Anderson until she got smoked. On this last fight, she got absolutely dominated. Um, because I was re- I was a big fan of hers. Um, or is it Jillian Anderson? I I don't know. Jillian uh Robertson, sorry.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I really like her. I think she's she's pretty awesome. Uh, because she lost to to Leo Santos, but before that she had a decision over Pollyanna Boteo, uh, submitted Courtney Casey. Um, she lost to Macy Barber, um, and then she was winning Who her fights. Macy Barber that. lost to... The nerdy chick.
1: Uh, what's her name?
0: Uh, Roxanne Modafferi. Roxanne Modafferi. Yep. yeah. Yeah, so that was cool. I really enjoyed that because I'm not a big fan of Macy Barber. Um, no. No, I can't stand her. She's fighting Alexa Grasso on February 13th. So Oh,
1: I like Alexa Grasso.
0: So do I, but I'm kind of concerned that that they're cuz they were feeding Macy Barber up. They were they were gassing her up to be the next women's champion. Um Oh, yeah. And then they're like, hey, go fight this can Roxanne Matafieri And then she
1: got... Didn't she? was into something serious?
0: I believe so. She got a knee injury. I'm not laughing at her knee injury, but what I'm laughing at is that I'm pretty sure they just fed her Roxanne thinking that she was going to go out there and just, like, beat the brakes off her. And Roxanne looked great and, like, just owned the cage that fight. Um, but Alexa Grasso, Alexa Grasso is a huge step up in competition for Macy Barber. Um, again, I'm not a fan of Macy Barber. I just, uh, you know, I, she was like, she was as annoying to me as, uh, Henry Cejudo. Like the way she was talking. like
1: Macy Barber?
0: Yeah, like, so here, so here's her UFC, right? So she... Her first UFC fight was Hannah Cypher. She TKO's her. Okay, so big deal. Hannah Cyphers is a good fighter, and she's from this area, and I really enjoy watching her fight, but, like, the size difference was just insane. Then they give her yeah. J J Aldridge, who I don't even... I hate to say it, but I don't even know who that is. Then she beats Jillian Robertson with, a, you know, a TKO um, back in October of last year, and then January of this year she fought Roxanne, and Roxanne, like, tore her up, like... And yeah. it wasn't even it wasn't even the knee injury, dude. Like Roxanne looked good, including before the knee injury on Macy Barber. But like, like, hey man, I'm not I'm not saying anything bad about Hannah, right? But like, Macy Barber is like, what is she five five? And I'm pretty sure Hannah Sifers is like four eleven. Like, there's a huge size difference. Five, she's five one, so she's four inches shorter. So it's not that big of a deal. But she's just so right. small, like. But she's she's jacked, man. Like she. Like I remember watching her walk out, and she walked right past me to the cage when she fought here in Raleigh, and she looked absolutely jacked. Who and was that? Uh, Hannah Ciphers.
1: Oh yeah, she's got dude arms, man.
0: <laughs> Wait,
1: I I don't mean that as an insult. No, I mean no, no, no. Like,
0: she, they're, she's yoked, like.
1: Yeah, she's a, she's a good old farm girl, dude.
0: Yeah, like so she fought.
1: And then, dude, it's awesome how shy she is.
0: Yeah, it's hilarious. She's,
1: like, so shy and, like, has such bad anxiety. I love it because I can relate 100%. Um, I love it. I think it's fantastic.
0: Yeah, she's awesome, man. She's cool as hell. So, like, you know, she fought her first fight in the UFC, though, was Macy Barber, right? So that's, like, a huge deal. And then she fought Pollyanna Viana, and then Jody. Esquibel, I don't know either of them, but they were both decision wins, but she looked good. I remember watching her and she looked good in both of them. And then she fought Angela Hill and Raleigh and got beat up, yeah, which yep. Um. And
1: then fought Mackenzie Dern after that, correct?
0: Yep, and then she fought another girl like two weeks later when Jessica I fought uh, Cove- uh, Cynthia Calveo and she lost that one and then she fought lost against Mallory Martin and I'm pretty sure she looked great against Mallory Martin. And then she got beat. Um which sucks, but what are you gonna do, you know?
1: Yeah. So. You know who I'm really looking forward to What's in that? uh female MMA? What's that? Um, Amanda Rebus, man, or Hebus. Yeah, however, however it's said. Yeah, she's I, she's I think dead. uh I, I think she's it man. I, I think she's gonna be doing some big things. Yeah. I know her last fight was against Paige Van VanZant, which anyone could guess Paige is going to lose.
0: Yeah, I mean she um, was, she was great in the beginning. I think people just figured her out. And that was it.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. She. You know the the competition is like I said in the beginning of the of this podcast. Man is a uh, the talent pool is coming together. Yeah. The women's MMA talent pool is coming together and it's getting more and more impressive. And that and I mean that with like girls like uh Amanda Hibas. I, I think she's only fought twice in twenty twenty. She fought that Ronda Marcus.
0: Yeah. Ronda Marcus.
1: I do like I do like her as well. Uh but she beat her by decision. She hit I'm pretty sure beat Petran Zan with an arm bar. I know she beat Mackenzie Dern. I know she submitted Emily Whitmire, who's like another girl I've been watching recently, uh, and then I don't know any other fights of hers besides those, but uh, dude, I'm pretty sure that girl's like nine and one or 10 and one or something like that. Uh, which for a female fighter is phenomenal. Cause if you know this, most female fighters are like eight and four. Or 9 and 5, and some are even like 4 and 4, and 5 and 5. You know what I mean? Like, they're super, you know, 50% fighters, where if they win half the time, they lose half the time. Right. She's one of the few that's, I'm pretty sure she only has one loss, and that was, I don't even think she's lost in the UFC yet.
0: Yeah, let me see. We're still talking about Hivas, right?
1: Uh-huh.
0: Yeah, she lost Uh, No, she has no losses in the UFC. Um, Her only loss was to Pollyanna Viana, who's... who. What's-her-name beat uh, Hannah Cyphers, so... The MMA math stuff's silly. Yeah,
1: I don't go with the MMA math. No, I
0: don't either, but I normally just, you know... It is what it is. I just think it's fun to think about sometimes, even though it doesn't work. Right. Um. So yeah, I don't know, man. Let's uh let's wrap this up. I got stuff to get done still for yep. the day. Um. Thanks, guys, for listening with us. Um. Go ahead and give us a follow if you can. I'd appreciate it. Uh, I got social media: www.facebook.com facebook. dot com backslash East Coast Blender instagram at east coast blender pod twitter at uh at blender east and email blenderpod at gmail.com uh reach out if you want we can have discussions about mma we can have discussions about whatever you want i enjoy it all um thank you brian for coming on uh, appreciate uh-huh. it um and i uh, will talk to you later have a good one